Hey everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Otome Shimai. I'm Vicky. And I'm Vika. And we are sisters who play Otome games. So at the beginning of every podcast, we have decided that we are going to talk about who we are doing every week. So yes. Vika. Who are we doing this week? Who, who am I doing this who week? Who are you doing this week? Okay, so I think at the last, the, for our first episode, I was talking about how I was doing Color Times Malice. Mm-hmm. And I have started Shiraishi's Root. Uh-huh. And I will be honest, like, I'm into it, but also really not into it because he is <laughs> super annoying. And I don't know where this is going to go. I've just gotten to the middle of the root, and, and that's kind of of where I am. That's that's who I'm doing this week. So 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 it, you you like it because it's plot heavy, but you I, think he's really annoying. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That that makes sense. That what about like you? Me. What about you, Vicky? <laughs> who are you doing this week? Who am I doing this week? I um recently started um a new route in Ikemen Sengoku. I started Shingen's route, and I haven't gone too far into it yet because he is so goddamn cheesy. <laughs> Um, and to the point where it just makes me cringe, like, who the hell is this dude? I'll, I'll have to, um, look up some lines that he says and tell them to you guys because it's, he's, he's so cheesy. He, it's, it drives me nuts. And is it like where you go to a bar and then someone comes to pick up on you and they give you a really bad one-liner and you're like, no, absolutely not. It, it yeah, it's like that, except for the fact that everything he says is the bad one-liner, and he's an extremely attractive man. So the MC in Ikemen Sengoku is just like, everything he says is terrible, but oh my god, I want to do him so bad. <laughs> so wow. that's who I'm doing this week. Okay, I can't wait to see those one-liners. Yeah, I yeah. will have to send share, them to Share them with us. I will. Share, sharing the one-liners. Um, yeah, so that's who we're doing this week. I think today's topic, we're going to start off with our first time. Yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about this because this was basically our first adventure into Otome games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was the, the beginning of an era that I don't think will ever end because no. it's been going on for more than 10 years. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah. So do you want to do you want to tell us what your first time was sure. like? Sure. I will I will talk about my first time playing an ultimate game. Um <laughs> <laughs> So I found the reason why I I found this game actually is because when I was younger I was really into the anime series Prince of Tennis. I read the manga, I watched the anime, I watched the musicals. <laughs> it was I was super super into it. And then I found out that they had made an Ultime game out of it. And the first Ultime game, there are there are actually there are multiple Prince of Tennis Ultime games, but the first one I ever played, and I actually have it right here, it's called Gakuen Sai no Ojisama. Oh my god! Look how <laughs> dated this is. Okay, wait, hold on. Let me tell everyone about the cover. So I'm looking at the cover, and this is a PlayStation Two game. Yeah, it's a PS Two yeah, game. Yeah. So you actually got this PlayStation Two, and it's. In Japanese. It's in so Japanese. There's no there's no translation or no, no localization. I'm gonna open it up and take a look. It's got this it's got this I don't know, are they teenagers in this game? How old are the kids? They're in middle school. Oh, okay. So they're these, in middle these school. Middle school guys. Yeah. And I played this in two thousand seven, if that gives you guys an idea of how long ago I played this game. It was in two thousand seven. So basically what the cover looks like is this guy. he must be the main guy. Yeah, that's in the a main white guy. baseball cap. He's looking at you like, mm, hey, I wanna be your boyfriend. He's like twelve or thirteen years old. Lovely. 
And then a whole bunch of other guys with shiny sparklies and kira kira in the background. And the entire background is pink roses. Like, this is obviously... <laughs> it's really like, dated. ...typical otome made for girls. Yeah. So that's super exciting. It looks super cheesy, but tell it. Tell me about it. Tell us a lot. Okay, so number one... Um, so for, for those of you who don't know, Prince of Tennis, it's, it's about a, a group of middle schoolers who are on a tennis team and, it, and it's about all of the other teams that they play against. And so in this one, I think there are, actually, let me count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are seven different tennis teams oh God. and out and the plot is that you go to one of the schools um, that has this tennis team, and you're having like an inter-school school festival. Gakuensai means school festival, so Gakuensai no Ojisama means Prince of the School Festival. And so you get to choose which school you go to, and you are in charge of helping the tennis team like do whatever they're planning on doing for the school festival. And it takes place over the course of two weeks, and you end up like dating one of the guys from the tennis oh, team. Oh, so you're not dating your way through seven tennis teams. You're dating your way, you're dating one of each of the seven t- tennis guys. Yes, one at okay, a time, okay, okay, one okay, at a time. Okay. But it's really interesting because the way it's set up, I think is fairly unique. And most of the Prince of Tennis Ultimate games is set up like this. I, And what it is, is there are different maps hmm. in like, there's, there's the, place that you're doing the school festival and there are different like mini maps and you have to like go and stalk the guy you're going after (laughs) and you find him on the mini map and you go and talk to him and you have a little like interaction with him and you get to like answer a question and if you answer the question right then like your your love points go up and the sparkly thing goes (laughs) and your love points go up um and so that's and there are there are mini games too like you have to play little mini games but is this a stat raising game? This no? is not a stat oh, okay. raising game. Um, but what basically you spend these two weeks like stalking this guy, <laughs> and one of the things stalking a middle school. Yes. Well, you're also a middle schooler, okay, mind so you. So middle school girl middle stalking sc- a middle school boy on a tennis. It's team. very pure. So oh this yeah, okay. this is a very very it, pure game. In fact, I think in the entire game there's there's one time when you like one of the characters like. Kisses like her at the end, but that's oh. only one out of like thirty allies wow. in this game. But one, wow. so one of the things that I thought was really interesting and that made it kind of like difficult to play is that you have you can't only talk to the guy you're going after. You have to talk to the other guys too, because it's you basically like basically have to get your in with his friends. No, not not like oh. that. You you have like in each turn, you have to talk to like three different guys, and mm-hmm. so you don't have the choice of only talking to one guy. Like you're forced to talk to other people too. Interesting. But so how does it work? You like can only get the love points with the one that you're going after, and you have to give the other ones the wrong answer. Um, you could do that, but what you but no matter what, what you end up doing is your love points end up going up with other guys, anyways. Uh-huh. And there are certain guys where if you're going after them, if you talk to another guy on the same map as them, they'll get jealous, and your love points will go down with oh them. Oh my gosh! 
Wow, so your decisions actually make a difference. <laughs> yes, they are. But yeah, it's it's really cute. And when I first played it, I barely spoke any Japanese at all. And I really had no idea what was going on. I replayed it again later. And it's it's adorable. It's yeah. a really it's a really cute, really innocent, really fun game. And if you like the the series uh, Prince of Tennis, then it's it's just it's a really fun experience. Wow. But it's only on the PlayStation 2, so good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks like it's really innocent. It looks like it's like like I cannot explain to you all exactly how many pink flowers I'm looking at. Like so many pink flowers. So many pink flowers. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a good a good starter. Like no murder. No, no murder. <laughs> there was some danger. Oh, really? Yeah, there was some danger. Um there there are there are situations where like the guy that you're going after will like save you from another guy hitting on you. <laughs> And there's one situation where, like, you end up getting close to the guy and then his fangirls get mad at you and, like, try to, like, push, like, some lumber over onto you and he saves you and wow. it's all romantic and he has to, like, tell his fangirls off. It's it's very tropey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very, it's a very tropey game. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, so that is my first ultimate game, Gakuen Saino Oji-sama, mm-hmm. on the PlayStation 2. Nice. Yeah. So, Vika, what about you? When was your first time? <laughs> so, I will say that this style, at least the the Prince of Tennis style mm-hmm. ultimate games, isn't really fitting my aesthetic. Because <laughs> when I first started playing ultimate games, it was, like, much later. You said you played that in 2006. Yeah. So mine wasn't 20, until like yeah. 2010, 20... Oh, no, no, Actually, I think my first Ultima game was after college? I think it was... Or during college? I don't remember. Did you say 2013? 2013? Yeah. Something like that. And um, you had already been playing Ultima games for a while. Yeah. And I kind of got interested because they were starting to do more localization of like popular titles that you mm-hmm. hear of from, from Japan. And so I decided that I really wanted to play Hakuoki, the stories of Shinsengumi, which Hakuoki. was the localization of Demon of the Fleeing Blossom. And I think you were playing it at the time, or you had played it before me, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I had played it, and I was like, this is a really good game, and then it got localized. Yes, and then I got localized. So when it got localized, like, I, you know, I was with my boyfriend, and at the time he had bought me the, like, special edition box set. Ah. I was so excited to receive that because it's this like huge box set and it comes with like these little cute accessories, comes with a, like a little comb, comes with, um, I don't even know, like a little hairpin, which is very <laughs> like aesthetically pleasing Your type items. of thing. My type of thing, I suppose. And so um, I was really excited to play because I could also play it in English, in a mm-hmm. language I know. That being said, like Playing Hakuoki was not like Prince of Tennis, I'm sure, <laughs> because the whole story is about this girl who her father's a, I think he's a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. And the doctor, her doctor, her father teaches her, you know, how to, I don't know, do doctorly things. I don't even know. But she, he basically goes off and says, hey, I have to go be a doctor, you know? And she's like, okay, you know, write me. And he's like, yeah, I'll write you every day. And he writes her, but at some point the letters stop coming. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, no, like, my father is in trouble. I got to go find him. Yeah. And so she goes to, like, 
Kyoto, I guess it's Edo at the time. No, she she lives in Edo. She lives in Edo. And goes to Kyoto. And she goes to Kyoto. And then they go back to Edo later. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Japan. A lot of Japan. (laughs) (laughs) So she goes there and she runs into these like really hot Shinsengumi guys. And they're like after her and they want her stuff. And she's like, no, you can't have it. So she follows them. And she ends up just kind of like coexisting with them. For years. Yeah, for years. And kind of, like, fighting for their cause with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and a whole bunch of other stuff happens, there too, are of problems. course. But um, <laughs> that was the first game for me. And I was, like, really into it. Because mm-hmm. not only was there this, like, romance aspect, which is, you know, of course, a standard for Otome games. Mm-hmm. There's also this, like, historical aspect where yeah. you actually get to learn a lot about, like, Japanese history and what the Shinsengumi did and, you know, what was happening during that era. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's a fictional representation of it, it's yeah. just kind of really interesting to see gamified. And that was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and I think it's a really good thing to, to note that the story of the Shinsengumi is one that has been... Um, very romanticized. Oh, yes. Uh, in oh, yes. Japanese culture. And this is not the only Otome game that was made about the Shinsengumi. Off the top of my head, I can think of four yeah. different Otome mm-hmm. games that are based on the Shinsengumi. Mm-hmm. No, five. Yeah. Um, and But I think Hakuoki, it, it's not the first one, but I think it's the most famous one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just because what they did with the story, it's not straight Shinsengumi story, they added supernatural aspects oh, into yeah, it. Oh, yeah, they did. I love that as well. Like, yeah. yes, it's not historically accurate. You're never going to play <laughs> a game that's historically accurate. But I did love the fact that they turned into Rasetsu, or what did they call them in English? In English, it was Furies, Furies. for some reason. That was absurd to me. I hated that. It was yeah. a stupid name. But um, that they turned into basically like these blood-hungering monsters mm-hmm. but they were like still sexy super sexy they just like you know their hair color changed and their eye color changed but they were still beautiful beautiful men um yeah that was fun yeah that was a fun adventure my first time yeah and and Hakuoki is definitely a game that we'll be talking about again in the future because they have remade it multiple times mm-hmm. and we have some very strong opinions on <laughs> What worked and what did not work mm. in the remakes, and mm. not so. to mention the fandis. Oh, the fandis. Sweet school life. Sweet school life, oh which my gosh. is pro- I, I, which is you know who knows they'll probably never localize it just because yeah. it's so old now. But yeah, you know there was a live action drama. There what? There was a live action drama. There was an anime. Yeah, they like turn. So basically, the premise of Sweet School Life is you take the stories, <laughs> the stories of the Shinsengumi, the men and the and Chizuru from the from the mate who is the MC, and you kind of port them into everyday Japanese life. Like they're yeah, go to high school. They like are students and teachers, and teachers which weirded me out a little bit kind of interesting yeah don't date your and teacher like... guys <laughs> <laughs> don't don't date you don't if you're in high school don't date your teacher that's not that's not cool yeah don't do that. it's <laughs> it's highly romanticized but probably not a good idea in real life yeah um but yeah and it, it was so fun to kind of watch and play through because you're like these characters don't fit this time era but their personalities are pretty much the same yeah they they i think they did a yeah they did a good job good job putting people in roles i thought it was something i that i found really interesting was that um in in 
Hakuoki, you know, the, most of these characters are based on people who were real, like real life people, members of the Shinsengumi. The Shinsengumi was, was an actual military group mm -hmm. um, in Japan. And so in the original game, they use like their original ages because mm -hmm. it's, it's like, oh, in this year, these are the things that happened. And this year, these are the things that happened. And then you go into sweet school life and they'll have a dude who's like 30 years old, be a high school student <laughs> and a dude who's like 24, <laughs> be an instructor. And they, they did, definitely typecast them. Yeah, they did not take take that into account at all. Yeah, but that was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk more about, like, the the um, fan discs and mm -hmm. the sequels, because we're, you know, sequels. I haven't played the sequel to Hakuoki, um, but I know you have. Yes. And um, that's, I'm sure we'll go into more of that there, mm -hmm. but... Yeah, that was that was kind of like my first my first love a little bit. Yeah. So that was yeah. the first game. That was the first ultimate game that you played on your on own. my own. Yeah. So that actually <laughs> leads into a different a different point was the thing about um, us being sisters mm -hmm. and liking ultimate games mm -hmm. is that we tend to play games together a lot. Maybe like yeah. in the same room, or we'll be playing games concurrently, um, the same game concurrently together. And instead of, like, you know, having a book club where you read the same book, it's like Otome Club yeah. where you play the same Otome yeah. game. Yeah, we'll talk. That's and why we're we doing do this podcast. Lot. That's pretty much exactly why we decided to do this podcast <laughs> because we found ourselves doing, playing the same game, mm -hmm. talking about it all the time, just having these awesome conversations, and then we're like, somebody else might be interested to yeah. hear what this is about. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully you guys are interested. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we, we, we do that a lot, and we have a, uh, a joint first, actually. Yeah, we do. The first game that we ever played together. So we played this game. We completed this game in, like, a week and a half. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we had to do it in that time be is because I lived in Japan for a while. And when I was living in Japan, I, I bought this game for the PlayStation 3. I did not own a PlayStation 3. <laughs> Vika did own a PlayStation 3, but back in the United States. So I bought this game, mm -hmm. and I came back to visit for, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, let's play this game together. But the game was in Japanese, so I had to poorly translate it <laughs> on Vika's PlayStation 3. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the game was called Hanasaku Mani Mani. Hanasaku Mani Mani. Yeah, Hanasaku Mani Mani. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's, uh, like, thinking back on it now, it's not, it's not a great game. It's not a great game. The, the plot is, is pretty weird and it's really cheesy, but it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, so, Hanasaku Mani Mani, it's, 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 it, it contains that trope where it's the MC, the main character, um, is, is, like, a regular, modern-day young woman. I think she's, like, in her late teens. Mm -hmm. And then one day she, like, walks by a shrine and is suddenly transported back in time. Mm -hmm. And yep. she, and she ends up having to work at a brothel, mm, but, right. but not as, um, a geisha. Right. Um, she, she's not, she's not, she's like a trainee. She ends up working at this place as a trainee mm -hmm. and, um, all of the allies, all of the love interests are, um, men in that area. 
um, who um, like either run the brothel or like work at work, the brothel. Yeah, work, a, work or even as a geisha. Yes, <laughs> or, I'm not sure what they would have called them, but yeah, yeah. There so, was a there was a character who you could date who was who was. A companion. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, and and this game, it, it was so much fun because, you know, as uh, my my Japanese was was even worse back then, and it took a really long time to translate what they were saying, to translate the kanji, and to figure out the walkthroughs because we're both completionists and mm-hmm. needed to get all of the endings to figure out what the plot was. And yeah. there was obviously, I mean, she got sent back in time, so there was also that supernatural aspect, mm-hmm. and that I think that was the first time that we really realized that. A lot of Ultime MCs are not very smart. <laughs> she was a sweet character. She was a sweet yeah. character, but she also did a lot of things that she was explicitly told not to do. <laughs> and I, I don't mean she was, like, rebellious and wanted to, like, show how strong and cool she was. I mean, like... They would be like, there are, like, bandits out at night. You shouldn't, like, wander around at night. That's a bad idea. You'll get hurt. And she would say, oh, okay. And then after everyone went to bed, she would leave her room and wander around at night and get into trouble. She wasn't the brightest. I agree. She definitely needed the the allies' support to make it through that time period. Yeah, but even the allies weren't that smart. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember, and and I'm not gonna say which character actually, uh, which character it was because it's really spoilery. Even though this game came out a really long time ago, um, there's one character who has tuberculosis, yes. and this, by the way, this is a really common theme in Ultima games. Well, that, it's historically accurate. Yeah, During lots that of tuberculosis. Era, there were tuberculosis was a big problem. Yes, it was a time. big problem. Therefore, you will run into it in a lot of games. Yeah. Um. So a character had tuberculosis, and she had a romance with this character. And she, like, basically, they want to go have sexy time. And he's like, oh, no, you can't do that because you'll get tuberculosis. And her response is, don't worry, I won't get tuberculosis. And he goes, oh, really? Okay. And then they sleep together. (laughs) Because the power of love will prevent her from getting tuberculosis. (laughs) I nearly forgot about that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Over overall, I think it. I agree with you. It wasn't the best game mm-hmm. ever. It wasn't plot heavy. No. The the story itself wasn't super exciting. It was mostly just like the day to day things that you that you would lead the character through conversations you would have. Oh, the mini games. Yeah. That this was a stat raising. This game. was a stat raising game, and so you had to basically do mini games to either like increase your elegance or like cleaning skills or I can't even remember what it was but every time you would do like the cleaning one she'd make this cute little sound she would go fuma, fuma, fuma. <laughs> it was so cute <laughs> so every time we'd go and do one of the stat raising games and we go okay it's fuma time yeah fuma, <laughs> fuma, 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 fuma time fuma time it was a lot of fun and we did this together in the mm-hmm. span of a week and a half yeah said? a week and a half yeah. so I would come to Vika's room like Almost every night, Almost every night and yeah. we would you play stayed over a couple nights. Yeah, and we would play until like two or three a.m. Yeah. And then, like, I I was staying with our parents, and she was living elsewhere. And I would take like an hour and a half to drive home at two a.m. <laughs> and thinking back on it, that probably wasn't the safest decision, but yeah, it or... did let us complete <laughs> Hanasaku Mani Mani. Yeah, yeah. This was back in our our, our youth. 
our youth. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was a fun experience. And I think that experience has just driven us to continue to play and like share with each other mm-hmm. as well. Because whenever you're interested in a new game, I'm like, oh God, I want to play something too. I want to like live that experience as well and yeah. share with you. So you know, a lot of what we're doing here and what we're sharing with everyone here is basically just sharing that experience and hoping that it's it's fun for more than just us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it is. It, it's it, this the one. Ultimate games are so much more fun when you have someone to yeah talk to. Yeah, and it's not even in a serious way. A lot no. of it just comes from joking around and oh my gosh, being yeah. ridiculous. Because the games are kind of ridiculous. They're so ridiculous. They're so ridiculous and wonderful. And ridiculous. And really, yes, exactly. So there you go. I think I think that was, you know, our a good uh, discussion for what our first times were like. Yeah, we had our own first times, and we had our first time together. That's so that's weird. so weird. Yeah, that's so creepy. Gonna, nope. No, I'm gonna nope. un- pretend I didn't say that. Yeah, that was, you didn't say that. Yeah, I didn't say that. Erase that from memory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. Thanks, thanks, guys, again for listening. This was fun, and uh, I really hope that you enjoyed listening to us talk about our first times. Mm-hmm. If you play Ultimate Games, please let us know what your first times were. Or if you have any more questions about the games that we talked about. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.